afternoon or good evening. Today is Friday, January 6th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week to try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to discuss again the prophet Isaiah and the passage from the 63rd chapter. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, may we be able to tell of the good things in our lives the good things that you have gifted us, that you have made known. May we have the courage to come in silence and solitude, to reflect and to respond with gratitude. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to this passage from the 63rd chapter of the prophet Isaiah, verses 7 through 9. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all the Lord has done for us and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks. be to God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Okay, so I have two things. One is that I usually pick a word for my New Year. And that word for me in 2023 is going to be consistency. Mm. I'm a good stopper and I'm a good starter and stopper of things. But consistency is a struggle for me. Mm. Um, And I have seen in the past few years, uh, my time in the gym, just because I've been consistent, I've seen some real changes. So I'm hoping to bring that to some other areas of my life. And the second thing is, I don't know that it's New Year's resolution, but when it comes to the amount of tasks and things to remember in my job, I've actually created a system where like I check it every morning, I check again at noon. And before I leave for the day, I type up anything. I want to put that system in place, but mm. that's about it. What about you? I know you really don't like them. Do you? No, it's not that I don't like them. I just don't, uh, I'm just, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big goal setting person, which I don't, I don't know why. I don't I don't know what that is in me. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a, a push against anything institutional. That doesn't make sense. I'm a Presbyterian. I don't know. Um, uh, but my New Year's resolution. So I set a I set a book goal each year to read. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I can get a little obsessive about it. Uh, and, think? So, and so this year. Uh, I'm going to, and then usually it's around the same number. Um, it may fluctuate when I kind of look at the year and what's coming, but I'm going to knock down that number by like 30 books, uh, knowing, baby. <laughs> knowing that a baby is coming, uh, to give myself that grace and that, that, 
thing that I can become neurotic about won't have to be uh, weighing on me this year. And so that's my, my grace resolution to myself. You know, it's terrible because I read, I read a lot of, of course, uh, learned stuff for my job, but in my personal life, I read like romance or easy fiction. So I, I purposely don't count how many, cause I think it's like a sin. <laughs> like I, I see this giant number and I'm like, I should have been doing more. People are weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, people, what, I mean, me. what would I have been, what would I have been doing otherwise? Like watching TV. <laughs> like, <that's> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like I should have been reading a uh, Dostoevsky or something, which will never happen. <laughs> never say never. Maybe you'll that's have true. Uh, Maybe you'll have a true. point of existentialism that only Theodore can help you with. That's um, right. <laughs> to our scripture, uh, there's this talk about recounting the the gracious deeds of the Lord. What are ways we might live that out? What are ways we might recount the gracious deeds of God? And are there any gracious deeds you can name right now? So I tend to think of this trajectory and story of my life in terms of the gracious deeds of the Lord. So one of the things that I think is often mind boggling is that I had a really difficult childhood and I had a childhood that a lot of people don't make it out of. Um, And even one of my brothers, uh, the one who's closest to me in age, uh, he had, he had a lot of struggles because of that. And I didn't. And so for me, I realized that for whatever reason, God's graciousness showed up in that I've always been a reader and I I love to learn. And that means that you can always achieve and that gives you self-esteem. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so there are all those small things that like if it had happened one other different way, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked. You know, my little brother is a great athlete, but guess what? That ends in high school and you have to figure out a new identity. Anyway, that's probably too personal, but those are the, you know, the gracious deeds of God in my life are like meeting Brian, because um, he, when I was ready to grow in my faith, he was too. He's always supported me in my ministry. He was the first person to say, I think you are called to this. And without any of those things, I'm not sure if I would have made it. I mean, there are just so many. What do you think of when you talk about um, naming those gracious deeds? Well, I, I, I mean, I want to say one thing to what you just said. I, I think that, I think that almost always naming God's gracious deeds in our life are personal, right? Um, yeah, are, I hope so. Are, and 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 that is why I think sometimes it's difficult to name uh, for me, yeah. right? Of, of of not wanting to. Uh, talk about yourself, not wanting to, um, you know, uh, yeah, not, not, maybe you don't want to be the center of attention. Maybe you don't want to share personal things. And so sometimes it's difficult to get to that place, but, uh, in my life and my experience, almost always sharing about the gracious God's gracious deeds in my life is deeply personal is vulnerable, uh, in, in some ways, because in order for their, to be grace means that I was screwing up in some way or there's some difficulty yeah. or, or, yeah. or there's some sort of condemnation that was needed. Right. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think sharing those gracious deeds can be difficult. Um, yeah. If I were to, to, to name a, a few in my life of, 
one of them, you know, you talk about um, for your brother, for one of your brothers that, you know, athletics ended in high school. Uh, for me, it was athletics was a way to go to this school I would have never gone to yep. uh, in college. If, if it can be different things for different people, if um, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a there's a trajectory of my life where I could have stayed in Tucson and and gone to the state school and gotten a great education, but this other trajectory through athletics allowed me to go to a smaller school where uh, where I was able to discern a call, where I was able to kind of explore things I didn't otherwise know um God had given me gifts in uh and yeah yeah was a gracious act uh in my life and like every I can think of you know I thought for a long time that um that I would be an associate pastor and I'd preach maybe once a month right like a lot of associates do Mm -hmm. and I had a professor come up to me and said no you have to be a solo pastor because you have to be preaching every week. That's God's grace. Yeah, that is God's grace. Um, so there are all sorts of things like that. And I'll tell you, I hunger for those stories. I do. I hunger for them because it's it's exactly what Isaiah is talking about. It's naming the truth and it's reminding us of who we are. There is God's grace in your life. There is God God's grace in mine because we're children of God and because that's who God is. Um, I kind of jokingly, but not want to say anyone who's remained married, <laughs> right, has gotten a lot of God's graciousness extended to you because we're all such hot messes. And yet we find people that we commit to love to and they love us. Same with the church, yeah. right? Um, it is God's grace to me that our church with this over 200 year long history was ready for a female senior pastor. And it's God's grace to me that you wanted to work with a female senior pastor, that you came into our lives. It's just, it is exactly what the Christmas text says. It is grace upon grace. And and I love I love your admission of of that you hunger for those stories. I think we all hunger for those stories of, of those uh, to sit down with coffee with someone and have them share a story like that, you can't help but feel God's grace in the world, uh, which sometimes um, sometimes I don't see when I get up and I read my uh, daily newsletter from the New York Times about what's going right. on in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's yeah. so deeply important. Well, we're going to end with a gu- quote from my favorite president, Lyndon Baines Johnson who has written, if future generations are to remember us more with gratitude than sorrow, we must achieve more than just the miracles of technology. We must also leave them a glimpse of the world as it was created, not just as it looked when we got through with it. There is a great article in the Atlantic last month about um, the value of awe Mm -hmm. and wonder and how we actually need that in our lives. And I think that kind of, that's what he's talking about there. Absolutely. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. May each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.